Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Excuse me, Mrs. Brinks? Yes, Nanette? Are you waiting to receive my limp podcast? You're still meowing? Oh my god, this cat is going to be the end of me. I, I already have, like, mixed feelings with him because of how he attacked me when I gave him a shower. Just introduce him to the boot. No, I can't hurt him. I just... I just I, you I, give I, him I, another bath, but this time uh, make it submergible. No. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I got him you to have a shower... You opinion from cats, Alex, so... Yeah. The only way I got Dante to actually get the shower, because I had to use a shower handle, and he was adamant against it. Like, he was doing moves I didn't think cats could do. And that's why uh, the family jewels got a boot. <laughs> and um, so I eventually just found his brush. He has a particular cat brush that I have for him, and started like patting or like brushing him with the brush while it was wet and you just sort of content there and then i had to you know get the shampoo and stuff in there and then like he's never smelt and felt softer but good lord did i take a fucking beating <laughs> i found the game <laughs> all right well we'll leave that to the end <laughs> we'll have to leave that one to the end anyway oh my god is that my is that my note Oh my god. Did yeah, I write go. this? <laughs> Holy shit. No, 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 no. I, I forgot my little intro thing. It's been a while. Hello, world, and welcome to SB Cheats Wanted Podcast about gaming and game related symptoms. I'm your host, Chris. And yes, I did say my name. And I'll clarify it for you two because you guys always seem to think no. Yes, my name is Chris. And with me, I have tonight. Me, Alex. And yeah, I've pretty, yeah, everyone here calls me Alex. The reason we call you Kenny is because we've like we were introduced to you as Kenny, as Kenny, and yeah. like we, we can't, I just can't call you Chris because it's just it's it's fucking weird. I, I, yeah, I know, yeah. but it's also professional. Well, it, I, it I know professional, it's professional, but, but we aren't. Side, whenever, whenever you say hi, I'm Chris. The first thing my brain says is, oh yeah, that's your name. <laughs> oh, that's 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 him. Yes, it is. Can I exit that? Okay, cool. Hey, hey, at and least it's no longer. Who's Chris? <laughs> well, who who's that talking right now? This is Jaden talking right now. Yes. It, Hi, Jaden, because Alex is fucking... Me. Alex has dropped that ball real hard. I didn't drop that ball. Jaden just came yeah. in here and swiped his own introduction from me. Got a, oh, got a nice, cleaner, not monster energy <laughs> drink. I saw monster in the store today. I'm like, should I? <laughs> and your like, first thought was, oh, Death Stranding. It was, it was like, okay, like, should I just... Should, it's kind of like, I, I used to drink monster energy more than I drank the energy drink. And then I stopped drinking energy drinks because they started all tasting the same to me. And I'm like, man, my heart just can't kick it. Like, my heart is just getting too much, you know, fucking jobs to do to keep me alive. And energy drinks is not helping. So I stopped. I stopped for a good, like, year and a bit. And they're like, oh, man, V had that sort of, uh, I don't know, berry sort of taste to it. Mm. And it didn't taste like Red Bull, which I can't drink for the life of me anymore ever since I literally fucking died. So V was like, oh, okay. This ain't, this ain't Monster, but I'll have one. And now it's just my regular drink. But 
the fact that monster energy is still kicking in like the year 2150 like hasn't changed its design in hundreds of years hasn't changed but still kicking in the land where your fucking your drink canister literally takes rain and turns it into monster energy drink i don't know how much monster paid for that sponsorship but they did they paid a lot for it well it's like kojima's not a he's not subtle about his sponsorships like for, for example the example i always give is the fact that fucking naked snake and melga solid freeze like i need <laughs> uh i need the scientist to make me doritos and axe body spray and they're like what a great idea oh this will be the best invention yet like it just <laughs> needed mountain dew you need doritos axe body spray and mountain dew and you could essentially cover the casual gamer yeah but no can't even fucking Fuck argue it. with that but yeah it is a fucking sweltering what's the temperature now it's been 43 degrees in spring here it is a sweltering it is now, hot it is now 37 degrees at like 10 30 p.m i'm i'm sweating like a gypsy with the mortgage and i've got like a daisy train of like two fans to my air conditioner in the other room because I can't move my air conditioner, but I can certainly position the airflow to come into here. Because the computer is not fucking helping, but I, I've got stuff to do. So yes, uh, welcome to our lovely podcast, where hopefully my cat Dante will actually shut the fuck up. <laughs> he wants to go outside. It, so it's only annoying. Did, did, I, did I? Speaking of cats, did I tell you guys why I hate cats so much? Why? Uh, it's it's similar to what happened to you, Kenny, but whereas you were giving your cat a bath, I was trying to be friendly with my girlfriend's cat. And? and yeah, okay, so I'm sitting there on the couch, it, fully dressed in clothes, which is a rare occurrence at, enough of itself when I'm at my girlfriend's house. And the cat hops up on the couch next to me and it starts walking over to me. I'm thinking, you know what? I'll be friendly. Like I, I usually shoo it away and tell it to piss off, but this time I'm a, I'm a let it, I'm a let it do its thing. I want to see what it wants to do. So it crawl, it gets onto my lap and it sits down, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then it stands up again and walks off me, and I'm like, okay, cool, you can fuck off. Then it turns around, immediately comes back over, puts its paws on top of my dick, and then takes out its claws, Ooh. and just pushes it right down. I'm like, yeah, no, goodbye. Ooh. So I just well, that's yeet it off me. That's what you get for talking shit. <laughs> You didn't think the cat would hear it? <laughs> Those cats can hear shit from ah, ages away. Shit. Yeah, well, that's why I fucking yeeted it halfway across the room. Did it land its feet? It landed on its feet. Well, there you go. Cat won. The <laughs> cat didn't win because it's fucking dead. Oh. Completely was, was unrelated it dead from you? No, that was no. unrelated. Just... They're completely yeah. unrelated to me. No, that cat just died. Oh, poor rest in peace. All three yeah, of them are cat... finally fucking dead, so... Yeah. The experience with my cat was like, I know I'm going to get cut because he basically decided to get all dirty and I think he fucking just like kicked around some fertilizer from the yard or some shit like that. Mm. And I was like, why? And he's like, I don't know, but I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm like, I'm not. I'm gonna, so I went out and bought some uh, cat shampoo 
and uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to brave this one. I'm going to brave it the fuck up. And I, we basically, I locked me and him in the bathroom. And as soon as that door closed, he knew something was up. <laughs> he fucking, he knew he was at the door meowing. He's like, you better let me the fuck out because I, I know something's up. So then like I had the water pressure on the shower head like so, so little. But it still needed to be warm enough that he wouldn't mind it and yeah so i thought if i held his two front paws and like up with one hand and then like washed him with the uh shower head the other he would be fired oh, like he couldn't do shit about it and that was a no. bad move <laughs> he did something really fucking weird in which so he is his back's facing the wall i've got his two paws up like held up so he's sitting on his back legs and he decides to walk backwards start like pushing himself up against the wall like his back legs up against the wall as if he's trying to walk up the wall backwards mm. and then just kick and I'm like oh okay that's not that's fuck, that's fucking unusual so i decided to have him sitting in my lap when i'm in my boardies and uh so i ha still had these two front paws in front of me but in my boardies and then he just fucking like so i started washing him so he couldn't back into anything he could only back into me in which that's fucking that's you know game over for him no that's fucking round two for him because he started kicking forward to like scratch my arm so when i let go he kicked backwards into my gonads and i'm like oh that i felt that one and then i was like oh i gotta check i gotta check oh, and it was just like there was there was bleeding i'm like oh man this is this is going to put a uh, a damper on this relationship <laughs> <laughs> but i eventually got him to calm the fuck down with his brush and finally got him washed and he was fine with it afterwards but he's got some fucking he's got a lot of fur i found out mm. that's that's what we need we need a cat washing simulator game so i know what to do next time because like, like you know, <laughs> you know when you pinch the cats at the back of the neck, yeah, and they're meant to be, they're meant to, you know, sort of just stay there. Mm. No, Dante, Dante doesn't have that. Dante will get pinched the back of the neck. It's like, and uh -huh. fuck, no. like you, you think, yeah, I just got the feeling he wasn't loved by his mother or something, because he just had zero reaction to it. Like it's as if like why are you why are you grabbing me here? Motherfucking cats, I love them, but man. When they need to wash, you need to wash them, otherwise they stink, and then you will get cut. And it doesn't help for me when I'm at work and I come in with new cuts and people are like, Huh, are you okay? Like, mentally? Is there, is some, is there some depression going on? No, 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 I just own a cat. Yeah, I own a cat. He goes, oh, okay, cool. You want to see my balls? <laughs> it's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, my balls are pretty banged up too. So yeah, uh, <laughs> want to see my boy? Alex, how do we talk about games on this chat? Yeah, I was about to say, Alex, what have you been doing this week in the world of games? Uh, I have had a massive uh, throbbing erection because, unlike you, I can actually get one of those. I can get one of those. Just can't hold it long. <laughs> not with not with your balls all scratched up. Oh man, I just I just don't think of that because <laughs> that's an in that's an instant. Like man, could I? I mean, like that's pretty hot naked woman but i don't want to damage my testicles <laughs> anymore 
No, do go on. Why? Yeah. Why do you have a raging thrombosis penis? Uh, for Je- uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Ah, uh, yes. I am absolutely in love with it because it is Sekiro, not Dark Souls. Sekiro, uh, Star Wars, and it is fucking perfect. Cause um, yeah, cause fucking shock reveal we're doing a playthrough for the uh, channel mm-hmm. uh everyone seems to be like dude are we in the right timeline like ea actually made a good star wars game to be fair yeah. it's a reasonable uh assumption to think that <laughs> yeah. why are we here just to suffer yeah well it is respawn that made it so props to respawn that mm-hmm. was they've made an absolutely fucking legendary game my only problem with it is there is no fast travel between bonfires so because they are essentially just bonfires like you level up at them uh when you rest enemies respawn uh no that's an option is that yeah so there are three there are two options you can do when you get to a bonfire uh the always happens option is the game will save Mm. Uh, you can choose to level up and or you can choose to uh, refill your health bar and healing items but that will also respawn enemies so it doesn't respawn oh, okay. automatically by resting it it's only if you um, it's it's only if heal. you take the heal yeah okay because yeah like if, obviously with Dark Souls you sit down the bonfire fucking areas repopulated have fun but now it's, it's just like, hey, if we sit at this bonfire, all we need to do is heal and then the enemies can have fun. Yeah, because it's really good for, like, what I'm doing now is I've already, I've beaten the game already and holy shit, that fucking ending was, oh my God, it was fucking amazing. <laughs> holy well, shit. You'll see it eventually. Spoil. I'm you not. Will see, you'll see it on the channel eventually. Yeah, you'll see it on the channel eventually. But holy fucking shit yeah an amazing fucking thing so new game plus takes you uh all the way back to just before the final mission you can't replay the final mission but the rest of everywhere else is open to you mm. and uh if you load into any one of the planets any one of the five planets you can travel to uh it, it's really good that having that option because it lets you ch- incrementally checkpoint save as you go up to every part there to sort of you know get the, all the unlockables and find all the secrets and all that stuff there and you can run around and keep on getting lost and keep fucking up um, certain places without having uh, enemies constantly respawning on you. Yeah, which is really really helpful because like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of enemy variety, which is weird because I did not expect there to be that much enemy variety in a Star Wars game. But they've really they've they've re- they've done really well done it. yeah they've really done well with it because like even as far as the Empire goes you've got your stormtroopers and then you've got your stormtrooper commanders you've got your scout troopers then you've got your scout trooper commanders and then i thought like oh that's going to be end of it and then they introduced like rocket troopers purge troopers security droids uh fucking spy droids about fucking well in a game like that i would say variety is almost a necessity because the combat is the main um the I would say the main rinse and repeat of the game is like yeah. if the combat the combat is the main focus of other than the story uh combat makes the game it's not yeah. the exploration and that sort of stuff it's the combat it's so the combat the if boss you just fights though recycled the same 
like same characters same enemies over and over again people will get bored of the combat and that's yeah. a majority of your audience loss because yeah. if the combat's the main cycle yeah so there are there are three kinds of purge troopers as well which is really fucking cool so you got the like the ones you saw in the e3 trailer that was the staff purge trooper and then you have yeah. ones with like dual wielding electro battens and then you have your regular gun like trooper and he he just like fucking yeets grenades at you for days if you get so do you remember the star wars movie the force unleash i think it was the force unleash was the game no fucking what's the star wars force awakens force awakens that's it yeah and you had the tr8r or trader yeah fucking droid with that weird stun stick thing yeah is that in the game no those guys oh man that the stun tonfa is not in the game but the scout troopers do have uh like stun battens and they will just fucking they'll engage you in melee combat because i'm still wait like that looks like a sick fucking weapon but it only looks sick in the sense like i want to play against it not see fucking some dumbass with a lightsaber fight against it and get his shit pushed in yeah so i know i can do better yeah you know just just looking at it i mean i can do that what they've really managed to capture as well in the game is um you you are you do you are actually playing as a padawan and he does feel like a padawan especially when going up against like you know other force users because you got so up padawans the are the like the beginner jedi yeah so it goes yeah. younglings padawans knights masters grandmasters okay yeah so yeah it's a, that's um what was it was that padawan in the difficulty setting uh yeah there was padawan in the difficulty setting it was the easiest because yeah because we're, we're playing it on night through the playthrough i've beaten it on master Ooh, yes i haven't touched grandmaster yet but i want to i want to i want to go back and play it through grandmaster because once you get used to the combat once you figure it all out it's really good especially like the really subtle nuances that the uh, the way they designed the combat as well like there's no mm-hmm. stamina meter but there's a limit to attacks you can perform so you have a three you have a three attack string and and that's that's it because i said like um i really like what they did with the combat because you think of a lightsaber that shit cuts through like next to almost everything yeah except like obviously like vibro blades and shit like that Mm. uh so the combat in this game is not a sort of like i'm hacking at this character it's the sekiro style where you're sort of um you know it's a even fight by the looks of it that you're using your parry with you meant to block their attacks and they block your attacks and it's sort of wear down their stamina to get the kill mm. which is probably the best way to handle it because then a lightsaber still feels that like, still has that lethality of a lightsaber but without like obviously like in the playthrough so far you i see you literally wailing on some like big reptile's face and his head's getting like knocked left right and center so that sort of takes it out but when the combat actually matters like when you have actual challenges it is met with parries and like you know clashes and shit like that yeah to, when you go up against like that. actual like humanoid combats when you go up against the inquisitors like the inquisitor boss fights not the first one because the first ones are supposed to lose fight which is really yeah. fucking annoying um oh games do that these days yeah. it's like hey look you're supposed to lose but if you win though yeah but if you win though I, I do mm. want to go back and see if I can actually win that fight. Um, it's it's pretty difficult without any force powers because force powers are the big equalizer 
in it. But uh, yeah, no, the actual Inquisitor fights, fighting the second sister and the ninth sister uh, again, which is the only two um, bosses in the game, which is real, which was actually kind of interesting, because most of the bosses, like there are there are bosses, but most of them are just like random. You have to find these bosses out in the environments, and they're just actual animals. Whereas mm. like the two the two Inquisitors that you go up against they've got really cool uh whole like cinematic set pieces that you got to go through uh one of them was on Kashyyyk and that set piece there was absolutely fucking amazing because yeah it does seem like the uh exploration or gameplay other than the combat is just based around set pieces kind of like uh uncharted yeah but you get to interact with those set pieces yeah, yeah. yeah so like, which is nice it's always yeah. nice I've heard a few comparisons of it being Dark Souls or Sekiro like for the combat and more like something like Uncharted for the well yeah that's that'd probably be the closest I could say it's a mix between Sekiro's combat and Uncharted's exploration yeah which is which is good no, we're not well, saying they're both really bad. good games yeah we're not we're not saying it's like oh it's like this so therefore it's not unique and therefore it's bad it's like no it's it's really good it's it's really good. We're just we're using other examples to sort of like you know paint a picture for you of what hmm. to expect. But yeah, this is what respawns first attempt at a third person action game. Yeah, I, I and think they it did. Is. I think yeah, and they did fucking pretty well. They were first attempt, especially with the Star Wars us. license. Oh no, it's it's been so long since I've had a good Star Wars game to sink my teeth in. And this just game, imagine this game came out what like Friday last week. Mm. and i've already sunk like 20 hours into it i just imagine ea is like man we have respawn doing uh apex legends and now a decent star wars game they're going to fucking be funding respawn with whatever they do now because they're the ones that are putting out the successes yeah it's move over fifa fucking uh, Star I mean, like, Wars FIFA, obviously FIFA is still like making the money oh, but FIFA it's not crazy. as big as a success like FIFA is popular in certain aspects of the world and, and that's like with anyone though like obviously you yeah. have Star Wars fans but this this game I think will get people into Star Wars oh 100% like if you weren't a Star Wars fan this game is good in such a way that it makes star wars lore interesting it you know if if the game play experience is good then people are okay might look into it and that's why that happened with me and i'll tell you more about that in my week but i was like okay yeah i'll definitely give shit a check out and that's definitely something i forced you is games can well any kind of media but often you know you've got your main source but side projects can definitely pull people in like this i mean i say side project but it is a main game it is a big game by a big studio but my point is you know they're primarily the movies and the clone war uh, the clone war animated series but the auxiliary stuff like games like knights of the old republic like fallen order they are ways to pull people into Star Wars and in a larger extent stuff like that hooks can bring people into franchise that they weren't even aware of yeah because like, because I, I forced you uh, to play do the playthrough of uh, The Force Unleashed 
And that was fairly yeah funny and good. That was it was a shitty PC port of a game that actually unleashed the force. And not only that, one thing that I didn't sort of recognize up to now is like that recording went off without a hitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the first recording with me and Alex have ever done, which hasn't fucked up in some way, shape or form. No, no, no. It fucked up. It fucked up every single time because we had to roll a gotcha to actually make sure that you had audio and um oh no, no i'm saying like with this with uh jet the force oh jedi fall is, order. Oh, is okay. the only game that hasn't fucked up oh, okay. in our recordings <laughs> you meant uh force unleashed. Like, with no. the force unleashed whenever we recorded it um there would be a chance that i'd either get cutscene audio or game audio neither both and we would just keep restarting the stream and all that sort of stuff until both worked yeah yeah, that was no, that this, was the gotcha we were rolling. This seemed to break the streak of recording as cursed if I'm not present. Yes, yeah. Whenever, whenever Jaden's here, usually I I can't remember anything. Fucking any of our recordings with all three of us together have been I mean, like eight shit. We have issues with audacity, but that's just we restarted. That's audacity. Once at the start of the recording, yeah. and it's sorted. Mm. But it's either when we do a recording, and it's like oh shit like game audio didn't record or video wasn't working or shit like this and shit like that i remember Just never I, was, fun. I was actually dreading the bayonetta playthrough because we had to start that one like three times over because yeah. of all the fucking shit yeah. well i, I think it's mainly just because the, we choose bad pc ports the one time <laughs> the one time it's fucked up kenny was when i darksiders cutscene crashed my computer and lost us two hours of recording because it happened yeah. right at the end of a session i remember that yeah is that right at the end is all right cool and it's like eh, oh, it, oh it's gone it's fucking gone that wasn't fun but that's just me me and you not not all <laughs> three of us we still haven't gone back and re-recorded that well we have well we still have to whenever you're free I know. it's still it's still up on the channel it's just waiting to be continued. So it's, was that was that your week, hiatus. Alex? Uh, almost. Uh, aside from Jedi Fallen Order, uh, if I actually change my Steam library over to recent, um, there goes sort by recent activity. It's, does that does that work? Uh, yep. Halo: The Master Chief Collection. I've pre-ordered that. Yeah, I'll be pre-ordering that soon. Yep. Now, this is the confusing aspect of this situation. So they came out and said, hey, look, you can either buy Halo Chief Master Chief Collection in its entirety for 15 Australian dollar, dollar, or you can buy each game as they come out for like, I think $12 or something each. $11.50. $11.50. But when I had a look at the storefront, page for halo reach which will be coming out december the third it said you need the master chief collection in order to play this i think it's you can only pre-order the master chief collection and you can you have to wait until reach comes out to actually buy reach yeah i know but like if reach comes out and i could buy reach and i can because fucking you know living is expensive but uh yeah definitely i can't wait for reach to come out it does it, like they basically are ticking all the boxes you know, they were optimizing it for pc 60 fps fucking 4k or 1440p all that sort of stuff runs fucking smooth as butter like that shit just sp speaks to me 
Mm. And the good thing is, I think it's like four player co-op campaign. Yeah, I, I think. think it is. Which is which is really good because we definitely have at least four people in this chat or four people in the server and the Discord server who are getting it as well. So, I so like, haven't confirmed I'll be getting it. However, I should have work and, you know, an actual income lined up soon. So, and it's a game I'll be looking at because I've never, well, not never, for a brief period I owned an Xbox One, but I've basically mm. never had any Xbox consoles. So I've never been introduced to the Halo series at all. As, like, I am a fairly big halo fanatic minus like halo 5 i honestly gave halo 5 a good shake of the source bottle and i was like this is actually fucking boring yeah like even halo 4 was like hey no there's some there's still some good scenes in here which like are very reminiscent of like good scenes in like halo 3 and halo 2 and stuff like that even when i got the master chief collection i beat you know halo 1 through 4 on the Master Chief Collection on my Xbox One and tried Halo 5 and I just couldn't. It was actually fucking boring. Where it's like, okay, the main aspect of the story is a little bit captivating, which like, oh, you gotta follow a master, like you got two, one or two teams. You either Master Chief's team or your fucking, I think he's Locke, Locke's yeah, team. Locke, yeah. So you either one of those two. And the main thing is Master Chief is basically going AWOL and Locke's team needs to go hunt him down cool that seems pretty interesting it's like why did fucking master chief betray you know the team why is you know how does like Locke's team feel going after what many people believe is their savior like hu hunting him down like that's pretty cool but you get like this little like i'd say three to five minute cut scene of the whole situation and then every mission between is oh com something completely irrelevant like hey look these miners are having trouble with these these alien bastards go defend them and then you go do a mission which is completely irrelevant to the plot and then you get a you get rewarded with a cutscene about the plot and i was like i i, I want to be involved in the story i don't want to be dealt literal side missions as a main campaign and i was like it's so fucking boring so yeah. yeah, I honestly tried Halo 5 and I just couldn't. It's just, it's not Halo. It, as much as they like to call it Halo, it's not Halo. But I will give it to 343 Industries for making like one. Halo 4 is fairly decent. I did like it a lot. And porting the Master Chief Collection to PC. Like the only, f I, I still have my Halo 1 disc, like original Halo 1 disc that you know works off a cd key remember cd keys i remember yeah, cd keys yeah we're, back we're when old. those were a thing yeah so i still have that in still good condition i still but have the, ori that the original halo not not the fucking xbox classics but the og the actual, original yeah. halo i have um, a friend who has that as well plus yeah. like halo 2 the original halo 2 with the halo 2 multiplayer expansion pack the mm -hmm. this separate disc that came with it so yeah so like that's all we got for the pc was halo 1 the original um and halo 2 for vista which was pretty fucking the piss poor port the triple p of ports so uh and yeah that's all we got 
and then it's like you know what let's bring halo 1 anniversary halo 2 anniversary free for reach to pc and we're gonna and they're like we're gonna listen to you guys and odst yes and like we're gonna listen to you guys we're gonna put it on steam we're gonna make it 60 fps and all that sort of stuff like they it's almost like they needed to make up for the terrible release that was the master chief collection on the xbox one because that came out in a shocking condition Mm. and still to this day is still pretty like fucked up in some in some aspects not it's like fixed for the most part but not completely uh fixed so the fact that they're going hey look fucking it's coming to steam you guys want on steam it's on steam it's 60 fps you know we're fucking 4k scaling etc etc like it's the most ab- abundant plea to the pc gaming community for halo and i think that's what's going to save them listening to what pc gamers want i remember Instead seeing of- somewhere that 343 was updating a lot of the models and textures and sound effects in reach to be a yeah. lot more modern as well well that's what they that's the main reason why it's uh, taking so long. between the release dates of the mastery collection it's not coming out as one whole package it's the games are coming out in chronological order and they're not being released like straight one after the other they are all you know spending time upgrading the game fixing it up and making it good for a pc release yeah and i'm glad it's reach that's coming out first because like i well, reach I is first through, canonically yeah i played through halo 1 and then halo 2 and then i missed halo 3 and then oh, when man, it, halo 3 is the best one i know because I, I didn't i just couldn't get my hands on halo 3 because i spent all that entire time trying to get my hands on halo 2 because halo Dude. 2 was a fucking rarity like i would walk into eb games every day for like the next Back- three years going like oh do you guys have halo 2 it's like nah it's not in stock it, do you guys have halo it, 2 it's not in stock yeah it's either and not that in was stock it for three years. or they just got it in that day and it's already sold out again it's like oh okay i yeah. got i back in high school i got halo free for free with a year's worth like when you buy a year's worth of um xbox live mm. like that shit was like wait you're giving me halo free for free just because i bought a year's worth of xbox live which i was getting anyway fucking sign me right up <laughs> oh, fuck i wish i got that but i, I remember got, target um, had it oh, fucking watch before yeah i've i've kind of fell off halo around um at, around the time i actually got an xbox 360 i started moving over to gears of war because that sort of you know cover-based third-person shooter was was really taken off for me so i got into that over over halo 3 and then halo wars came out so I got that, which was, which was actually really good. I really did enjoy Halo Wars. It was kind of nice how they made a, an RTS work on the 360 or just on a general console-based sort of format. Uh, but I really wanted to um, definitely get my hands on Halo 3. I got my hands on Halo 4, though, when that came out. I attended the launch event for it. Mm. And there was the, um, they had like a tournament going on. Um, I ended up getting like third, like third or fourth place. I don't remember. It wasn't, it wasn't anything to write home about, but. The only game I went to launch, there was a midnight launch of Halo Reach. Mm. And, uh, it was in the city. So I lived like a good fucking 30 minutes away from the city. But 
it was in Rundlemore of Adelaide and there was this guy in like full LED lit up hate like Master Chief armor just walking around with a plasma pistol and now I am in my fucking school uniform <laughs> getting pictures with him and I'm like fuck yeah and then went home and played a fuck ton of reach after you know fucking you know hours of driving and having to drive back and forth to drop friends off because this is when I hired my license and friends didn't so mm. I had to drop them all off first and then had to drop go home to play Halo Reach but it was fun yeah they don't, they don't really do many big midnight releases especially in a, like a world where you can just digitally get stuff yeah don't know why I fucking pre-ordered the Master Chief <laughs> yeah, collection really, uh, when it's a digital copy a well that's, that's sort of yeah it's like pre-ordering was in the world where you know networks weren't that fucking fantastic and internet wasn't fantastic I mean, and you Australia. actually had to reserve a copy yeah, because there is a chance store. you could, yeah, to pick up a store because there is a chance that they might run out. Well, I think so that's like, why pre-order bonuses became so prevalent is because they needed a reason for people to pre-order now that digital. Like, why would you pre-order if you could just buy it as soon as it came out anyway and have it accessible yeah. immediately? Like, like at this point here, it's not even viewed as like you're pre-ordering the game. You're just buying extra shit. Yeah, you're just yeah. You're get you're getting rewarded for giving them the, your money now before any product is out. I mean, like sometimes you luck out, like with um, like with Star Wars, uh, because I pre-ordered that like the day before it came out, and all it gave me was oh, you get two different Orange. lightsabers. Yeah, and you get like a unique lightsaber color. And you also get a unique color for your ship and your BD droid. BB. BD. Yeah. So yeah, like that, that's the only incentive to pre-order stuff is how you get extra stuff. But even then, that's sort of bad practice because it, it pre-ordering is not a good practice in our current time and age because developers obviously get the money they want now and then they can fix the game later because I'm, the I'm money's already gotten developers now. With that. I'm just going to say publishers get the money they get get the money like launch it now patch it later well gen- mm. generally it is the publishers making the marketing and because they're the ones who gives the, the release dates yeah. and shit like that yeah yeah mm. but yes so that was your week uh yeah uh fucking gotcha shit as usual but yeah that was my week as usual all right Jaden, how was your week i have been slamming out dragon ball fighters a lot so much so that it's overtaken um it's jumped up on my my most played games on steam it's now at 316 hours on fourth trailing behind dark souls 3 by six hours which is probably going to change over the next week um yeah but that's jumped over monster hunter world and total war hammer 2 which i know i've spoken before on the channel that i'm really keen on those games um Mm. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I've been spending a lot of time practicing, gotten a lot better, actually managed to hit a touch of death combo, which is a combo that kills a character from full health in a ranked match. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of that. It looks looks so, fucking... It's crazy, but also looks, like, mad difficult. Yeah, but I'm super happy. Because you, yeah, you drop one aspect of that touch of death and it just fails. And the other thing is it burns your sparking, which is a one use per game. Per, yeah. So 
it's it's expensive but it's worth it to do but i i could tell i could absolutely tell that i'm getting better and it just feels it feels good to play and i've been really enjoying it and i'm pretty keen on learning some more 2d fighters but not at the moment at the moment i'm happy with dragon ball but i'm i'm happy it's got me into the genre because i know i'm going to enjoy playing more in the future because yeah, there's definitely a lot of skills you can transition from like one fighting game to the other and that's if they don't have like a straight up you know uh what's the term when they have like a mechanic in the game which is completely different to the other games which has its own learning curve yeah like you'll see um what game guilty gear does it a lot in which they have a mechanic in the game which is like hey look this mechanic has its own difficulty thing like difficulty curve which is you don't see in any other games well it's like a fuck i oh remember hearing God. one thing have about you it. seen the trailers for the new guilty gear yes. coming out late next it year looks it looks so good so pretty like, it's basically what amazing. they did with the dragon ball yeah fighters like, dragon ball fighters they went we, we're doing this where we're putting effort we're getting that art style right and then the new guilty gear they're basically on well we took everything we learned from Dragon Ball Fighters and put it on our main series. Yeah, mm. you know that's got our bigger main. It's what I hear everywhere. Oh that man, game the fucking looks amazing. Have, oh. have you saw? Uh, have you have you uh, fucking seen? Not uh, seen, heard, heard anything related to the news about Marvel versus Capcom? Infinite. Yeah, the one, the one that came out and decided like you know oh we're gonna be we're gonna be a good fighting game guys seriously trust us Marvel and then dragon capcom. ball came out a week i a week well, later well, no it was it was literally people really like marvel versus capcom marvel versus capcom 3 is still one of the most played um one of the most played fighters um and marvel is that why it wasn't on the main stage at evo infinite came yeah but neither was dragon ball neither was dragon ball fighters and that's pretty big dragon ball fighters wasn't out that wasn't out Um, at that evo but nope evo just happened recently didn't it oh i'm not i'm not talking about the most recent evo i'm talking about the the evo that marvel versus capcom infinite came out no no, that's Um, what i was saying marvel versus capcom 3 was three yeah was is still one of the more popular like it's yeah, it's not the Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It's not a Netherrealm game. It's not Guilty yeah. Gear. Um, you know, it's not none of those. But it's still pretty. It's big. not Smash Bros. And then Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite came out, and everyone's like, "Wow, this is shit!" And went back to playing Marvel vs. <laughs> Capcom Three. <laughs> yeah, because it came out, and oh, it it sold horribly. Like it absolutely fucking sold horribly, and the player base at launch was fucking horrendous because when Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite launched, Dragon Ball Fighters had a free weekend. Yeah, that's certainly not an ideal timing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom uh, was sidelined at EVO 2018. Yeah, there it is. EVO announced that latest entry Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite would not have a place on the main stage at the annual event. So yeah. it, by the sound of it, it was still at the event, it just wasn't front and center, even though it came out that year. Yeah, it was the first time a Marvel vs. Capcom game had not been on the main stage. Well, that, that would make sense. Because yeah. obviously if they're trying to, you know, pump numbers up for Infinite, they would sort of take free off the stage. 
and try and get infinite to be there but even then like it's messy it's certainly messy oh, it's, the it, game it's is so messy like even the rumors that fucking um black panther and monster hunter were were in the base they were in vanilla they were in the base game but they were cut to be dlc yeah i did see that because the characters are in the campaign mm-hmm. but you can't play them uh in verses yeah they're, they're yeah, in the campaign a, their models are in the game dlc list hey at least it's not fucking was it dead or alive dlc the hundred dollars season passes oh no fuck god damn Wait, was that did I, I, they that pumped out free no, Soul Calibur, wasn't it? The most recent Soul Calibur? No, 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 no. no Dead Soul or Alive. Cal- no, it's Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive is the one with the, like, I think it's got, like, about $3,000 of DLC, no, which is all that's cosmetics. Not, that's, oh, maybe it was. No, oh my god. I, yeah, I know season were, passes yeah. are about 100, 120 bucks each. They have... Oh, no. Is it oh, Dead no. or Alive 6? Dead or Alive 6. How many pieces of DLC? 256. We're looking on Steam right now. 256 pieces of DLC. And free season passes of just fucking costumes. Yeah. So is there any way I can add all this DLC to my cart just so I can see how much money it is? Like, how how much money are they asking? But I can't scroll to the bottom because it just keeps on loading more shit. But wait, like, there's... you could you could actually hear me scrolling right now. It's it's not stopping. I'm wait, still going. Is Dead or Alive Six free to play? The, Dead or Alive Six has a free it to is. play character it's got a pack. Basic core version. games, yeah. The core fighters is free to play, or you can buy you can buy Dead or Alive Six for a hundred dollars, or you can buy just the female characters for fifty six ninety five. Driveway, you know what to pay. They they know their target audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you could buy the male fighters for forty nine ninety five. Yeah. Well, that yeah. that comes down to there are more female characters in the game than male. Yeah, and there are more female characters in the in the set than male. But holy which shit! Which kind of sucks I... because it, when I do play Dead or Alive, I play Marie Rose, and she's so fucking. You gotta buy her. Oh but yeah. Who Dead did or... I play? I played the action hero vampire against you. That was fucking hilarious. Action I'm... hero vampire. Uh, his like name he... was Zach. Zach. Is that Blade? Zach. No, he he Zach. was like in a red trench coat and absolutely looks like, and acts like a default eighties action hero. It was. I'm, I'm great. telling you right now, it's what Zach. What the fuck, You're Zach? He looks like a bold fucking. Who's that? Um, Kyper Kyware, uh, Kyper Eddie Eddie from fucking Tekken. Just looks like a bold Eddie from Tekken. No, 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 not not the black guy, Alex. The not the, the other. No, that's Zach. Yeah, no, no, no. What, there's another Zack? No, it's not another Zack. There's another character. I did play Zack as well. That was... We played for, like, an entire afternoon. Yeah. And I played two main characters, which was... uh, Brad... Was it Brad Wong? Zack. We... (laughs) We both played Alpha 152 and then went... We're just banning each other from playing him because neither of us were good enough to play around it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was... Yeah. (laughs) It was Phase 4 and Alpha 152, or whatever they called it yeah we just it's like all right we're, we're just soft banning this character because button mashing Fuck with that him. character is broken it makes us win <laughs> jesus so yeah you've been playing uh fighters yeah what else have you been up to uh, i've basically just been playing fighters 
uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, but like we were talking about earlier about getting into franchises, Dragon Ball Fighters got me into Dragon Ball. I'd seen the Team Four Star, um, you know, a bridge series and their parodies at it, but I haven't seen any of the actual show. And it's this game show, yeah. that got me into um, that got me into the series. Anyway, yeah, so I've been playing a bunch of Dragon Ball Fighters. I've been playing uh, a fair chunk of Dead Cells as well because I just had my birthday recently and one of my mates bought it for me. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that, actually, but, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it, but it's not one of those games I can play for a long time. I'll play it for an hour or two and then put it aside well, for a couple the, of Well, that's days. the kind of good thing about the roguelike system is, like, hey, look, you can sit down, play it for, a, like, you know, a period of time and then just, you know, be done with it. And then when you feel the need, just come back to it and pick it up again. Yeah, exactly. I had some friends as well going, picking up Rainbow Six Siege again. So I'm like, oh yeah, actually I feel like playing that again. Uh, and then my game crashed in the first match I played and I'm like, oh yeah, now I remember why I don't play Siege. Because <laughs> I haven't figured out why my game regularly crashes, but it does and it gives me the shit. So I just don't play it. Um, Jackie Brint, uh, Jackie Bryant, Alex is the other. Ah, yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. But he had a costume that made him even more action hero than the branded leather jacket he's wearing in his default. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one would be because of repeated nagging by Alex and other people in the Discord server, I watched the pilot episode for Hasbin Hotel, which I liked a lot. I fucking told you. I watched it, I'm like, it's... I've watched part of it, I'm like, yeah, it's alright. Not really my kind of thing. I enjoyed it, but I... The first... I have to say, the first ten minutes or so actually kind of turned me off. I was like, eh, but I stuck through it, and... I do reckon it's better in the last half. But it was good. I enjoyed it. And yeah. The first I'm 10 minutes, forward... you can tell they're trying to um, like adjust to that sort of style. And then once once they get through that hiccup of writing bad people, they they actually just go full full ham with it. And that's, that's what sells it. It's, it is crazy. You know what else is fucking crazy? Getting kicked in the testicles by your cat. That and petrol prices. Mm. So how's your week been? My week... My week has been dedicated to two things. One one of them nursing your testicles? That's not the point, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, The main thing that's been... I've been uh, ingesting is uh, Death Stranding. And um, Monster Energy. Not Monster Energy, V Energy. No, yeah, when that f- shit comes to PC, I'm probably just going to mod V Energy into it. A- <laughs> yeah, well, you can't fucking ingest V Energy in Death Stranding at the moment. No, because it's no. a PlayStation. It's on PlayStation 4 right now. And uh, I my cons, I don't want to. I, I could mod my console because I don't use. Oh, I can't. The firmware would be too high. But um, so Death Stranding is one of my favorite games this year it's not the favorite but it's up but there. it's one of my favorite 
it's up there and it's not for the reason you think it's not because it's a kojima game no no all right it's just one of the it's like one of my favorite therapeutic games to play like i'm sitting there and i was like oh fucking sam you have to go do this i'm like fucking hold your horses i've got a delivery to make over here and then i'll come back and do the campaign (laughs) and then i'll come back just let me do my deliveries first all right and just the good thing about death stranding this is going to be sort of like a non-spoilery uh review in progress but like the good thing about death stranding is its gameplay loop is just hey you just gotta like traverse this world and holy fuck this world is full of like it's the most empty yet full world i've ever explored where there's not a lot going on in the world but there is so many different paths and so many different aspects of the world that you can take just for the same mission like you have to plan out okay i'm going over this cliff so i'll bring some ladders etc and then you have the whole you can only hold so much inventory on your character and one thing i found is the more deliveries that aren't the main campaign you do the more extra shit that gets unlocked for you like um like in my like so we're recording death training for the channel and i was like oh man i i have to sort of experience it along with you guys but then like playing it by myself it's like holy shit no there is so much reading that needs to be done in this that it's better if i just play ahead get the information and then explain it to you when it comes up as we're doing because because otherwise it just takes yeah, so long so for for our playthrough we're just going to be doing the main story campaign mm-hmm. and during recording times i'm probably just going to do the side missions off by myself so then when we come back to the main uh, main campaign we can just go straight into the main campaign so we don't really miss out much and there are some really weird aspects about this game so i know like playing this game i know people are just gonna bounce right the fuck off it because one this game mainly sold like they showed i would say so much of the delivering parcel gameplay loop that people oh my god dante the shushy Shut oh my god he just well, he wants to get let out but i've got the air conditioner on so there's so much in this game where it's like okay the main gameplay loop was delivering part like it was made to look like a sort of actiony game from the trailers but then with the gameplay the gameplay stuff that they revealed is all about how sam traverses the world and people probably still thought like obviously from the trailers that there was like a very the cinematic actiony trailers, the gameplay trailers yeah well especially with like you have um mads mickelson characters and he has like these four soldiers that he takes with him all the time like wielding guns in a battlefield you think fuck you know and there was a gameplay trailer aspect of you sort of fighting them but that happens like three times total in the game yeah and it's, it's not like the those they're like not the, the skulls parasite Hold on, I, I gotta fucking set dante out you guys you guys discuss par- par- death training while i kick dante out he was gonna say the skulls parasite unit but no they're shaping up to be like the skulls parasite unit where they're not in every mission they're in some missions and the missions they are in 
just make it so much more intense. Yeah. But yes. yeah, oh, so like- looking looking towards doing a MGS5 playthrough for the channel as well. As soon as we're yeah. done with the Death Stranding one, we're not going to do two Gojima games at the one time. Otherwise, well, we're uh, we'll see, we'll see what's on our plate because we've got yeah. a lot of on our plate right now. But um, yeah, like with Death Stranding, it's it is mainly about delivering parcels, like yeah. delivering stuff across uh, America, and like the whole thing. Like I saw everyone was like, "Oh my god." You know this game's gonna be so deep there's got there's so much thing and like yes on the surface it looks like there's a lot to it there's like you have the whole cupid which like these little usb things on his necklace which have apparently the uh mathematic equation about black holes but all it is is just a device that links city to city that's it and it's sort of not explained it's just more like this device links to this like kojima has never really been one to be deep and meaningful like he would have commentary about certain things in which like difference between like a regular game developer and uh, kojima is kojima would be like this is what the game is really about like it's all about you know being connected with the world even though like we've been like the lad bible did a fucking horrendous article based on it because their their clickbaity title was kojima set confirms death stranding is about trump and brexit and i just laughed and laughed it was that i look at it it's like kojima's statement was the game is about connections about we live in a society where We've never been more connected, but we're also so very disconnected, even with the opportunity to be connected. So it's like you have Trump building walls and you have Britain leaving uh, European thingamajig. And uh, yeah, so I wanted to make a game about how we all need to, you know, talk to each other. We all need to be connected and, you know, be better people. And like Barbara's like, no, it's about Trump. And it's like fucking really and there are actual dumbasses that read that title don't even look at the article and goes i'm not buying this game fucking hate trump blah, blah, blah. i went oh fuck like people are actually that stupid yeah like they like they are that actual like dumb i'm surprised they dress themselves in the morning at the same time i also know people would not like this game because they expected one thing and yeah you will get like your boss fights you will get some action set pieces but if that's what you're playing the game for get ready to have like 40 hours of not enjoying the game for about maybe five hours of enjoying the game yeah it's it's a minor portion not uh, not an actual yeah uh, it's not the actual focus, focus. so it's, it's the people who went in with the with the like knowledge of oh uh, this is a Hideo Kojima game. Who's Hideo Kojima? Oh, he's the guy that made uh, Metal Gear Metal Solid. Gear Solid. He and did, they're just um... like, oh, Metal Gear Solid. This is what Death Stranding must be. Another well, Metal Gear Solid. And then well, yeah. they fucking shoot themselves in the foot. So, like, there's... The the example I was, I've heard for this is... If you take away Kojima's name... If you, you just hid that, and that's kind of hard because it's Kojima. He puts his name fucking on everything, <laughs> like he's marking territory. A Kojima game but produced, directed. If you didn't know Kojima. who developed this game, 
you would think to yourself some european developer got 300 million dollars to make this game because it's yeah. that sort of weird yeah, we, and, it's and very weird to got given a large grant it's yeah. not euro jank but it's, it's definitely euro not euro jank. jank no no all right so the best comparison i can think of is what if hideo kojima made euro truck simulator that's that's yeah. how i would put it but without trucks so, but instead of trucks you are the deliverer you so are instead of trucks truck. you are yeah i mean you can get a truck well, like, you can get a truck in this game mind you but uh it's essentially like if you play euro truck simulator because it's just kind of fun and relaxing to play a fucking a game and deliver shit this is for you this is what the game is really for mind you like if you love like Hideo Kojima's stories but don't like Euro Truck Simulator or the uh, delivery man uh, cycle of the game then just go watch cutscenes because that is where the story comes in someone's probably already uploaded the fucking Death Stranding movie three hours of cutscenes on YouTube three (laughs) thirty there is eleven eleven hours of cutscenes but uh, it's three hours dude, they, part, they part came one. out. Sorry. Dude, they came out. Those Death Stranding movies came out before the game was even released. I don't know how. All I know is, like, a day before Death Stranding came out, I was seeing, like, Death Stranding movie, and it's, like, 11 hours long. And I'm like, the fuck? How did you- Holy shit. I mean, review copies were probably sent out. So people yeah. did have versions of the game. Bum, bum, bum. One of the reviewers got their hands on it and did that. Mm. But even like Kojima's like, hey, Die Hardman from Death Stranding encourages you not to spoil the story. And mind you, like, the story is actually pretty cool and also fucking dire. Like, you do not understand how bad they got it. They got it so bad but i have almost beaten the game i've put like 30 40 hours into it like i'm just enjoying it i have always beaten the game i think i am up to the last mission but right now the game is telling me hey you're all the way at the west coast of america now you have to travel all the way back to the east coast that is a fucking trek and a half it's like there's no other no other stuff just go back to the east coast i think you can do missions in between and stuff like that but i want to see the story because there is two points in that game which i'm like oh this is the ending this seems this seems like an ending fight this is the ending and then it wasn't and i'm like okay then and then it's like even the game knows that there are some boss fights and there are the boss fights are pretty fucking cool in this game i do enjoy the boss fights but there's this one boss fight where they are just straight going like the the guy you're fighting goes this is a boss fight like his actual words are this is a boss fight (laughs) and i'm like okay and he's basically saying like oh you know game over if this happens and let the games begin and shit like that i'm like he fuck and and it literally gets down to one aspect of this fight is the most video game bullshit 
I've ever seen. And like actively, ne- it's not like, an accident. I like this. This was the intention. What they did, but like I went from having a serious boss fight for it to turn into a fucking Tekken match <laughs> with health bars. <laughs> I'm talking like Tekken health bars. I'm not even kidding. And when you see it, when when you see it, you'll be like, this is the most video game shit I've ever seen in a serious game. In a in a game where, you know, it's meant to be taken seriously and shit like that. Like, it goes to actual fucking Tekken health bars, Tekken camera, except there's no kicking. You just punch and block and dodge and weave and shit like that. It's I'm sitting there going, alright. Like as soon as this came up, like, alright the fuck <laughs> the actual fuck this is i can understand this boss going you know i'm a boss fight like literally saying i'm a boss fight and then it just i'm like okay then they're trying to break the fourth wall and then it's like no 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. you don't succeeding. understand <laughs> this is an actual boss fight with tech and health bars <laughs> like fuck me and it wasn't even the final boss <laughs> i'm like shit but uh Man, like, I am having so much fun with Death Stranding. It's just therapeutic. And, like, I haven't even done majority of the deliveries. Like, since I am... So, I am playing it on a separate profile that isn't connected to the um, the PlayStation Network because uh, on my actual account that's connected to PlayStation Network, that has the uh, gameplay recording save so i made a separate profile but i can't connect to my account because it will just load over my save so i'm playing this game completely offline and i think that's what i prefer i think playing it completely offline gives it that extra bit of challenge because from what i've seen from people who will be playing online like you get like a decent amount of help from other porters around the place like other online people so the people leave ladders and bridges and stuff like that which pretty much makes it easier for you if someone's already done it and from what i hear how things come into your world is once you've connected an area up to the chiral network which is their network they're trying to uh bridge across america um the most popular uh, pieces of equipment in the world because when you go up to an item you can like it like an actual facebook like like all right well i'll explain the facebook like thing in a second but like the more the most liked like bridges ladders and shit will appear in the world so like obviously if you see a bridge and it's got like ten thousand likes then yeah that bridge is gonna be in the world but let's just say there's someone built a bridge next to that bridge but it only got like 30 likes that that bridge is not going to be shown in anyone else's world because it's not as popular as the bridge that's actually there so the more popular your item in the world is the more likely it will show up in other people's world but you can also form strand contracts which is if you come across someone's bridge in the world and uh it's you're like fuck i want i want this bridge to stay here 
because um, they, they sort of change around shit like that. I want this bridge to stay here. I will make a strand contract with the person who made this so their items are more likely to show up in my world and stay in my world. So hmm. you, you, the more strand contracts you make, the and there is like a level up system, which is kind of weird. It's a uh, like a Persona 5 star-like system. You know how like each point of the star is like max? Yeah. So you have to build like, uh, uh, what was it? There's a uh, cargo condition. There's miscellaneous. There's strand contracts. There's delivery time and delivery efficiency. And the more you level up those aspects, the more things you get. Like if I level up miscellaneous, I think miscellaneous. The more times you level that up, you get like you can receive more likes from your equipment and stuff like that mm. but then like some of the side missions are like fucking weird so i'm gonna i'm gonna put two side mission two side missions in general uh the first one being mr conan o'brien himself uh his he is in a bunker with a cosplayer so she cosplays stuff and um, she gives you a otter hat, which okay. I think, yeah, the otter hat's like, oh, you you know, when you're in water, you, you're more you're more like a, a otter in water. And I thought, man, that must mean like, you know, I decrease in stamina when I'm walking, walking through a river, stuff like that. I haven't found a use for it. I haven't seen a noticeable difference with it on. So yeah, Conan O'Brien's character is like, I work with this cosplayer and this cosplayer has all these fucking things that you want to get in the world. I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird when you have like, like you guys haven't seen it, but this world is so fucking dire. Like on the surface, it kind of looks like, man, like shit's fucked. No, shit's fucked more than you can imagine. <laughs> one, one of those things and you see it go, oh yeah, I, I get the idea of this world. Shit's, shit's completely, we're up shit creek. Oh no! So it's like, and then you find out later. Oh no, we're up shit creek. Oh, it is like a fucking. We've been stuck in shit creek for a while, and now it's just getting out of hand. I'm like, holy shit! Like we've, this we've is been an stuck actual in shit thing. Creek for a couple of days sinking. now, and now and now we can see shit waterfall. <laughs> yeah, we're up to our necks and shit. And it was like, I like when I started the game. It's like, okay, so you know we have BTs, which are quote-unquote beached things which are so in the world when you die uh your soul goes to the beach and but your soul is still kind of connected to you in some way shape or form so after 48 hours your body will start to i think they're called it's called necrosis, necrosis. Yeah. yeah something like that to which your soul will try to return to the body it just would naturally do that issue with that is if the if that bt if your bt soul reaches your body it will create a void out and fuck me i had one void out in my current playthrough never i will fucking risk life and limb not to have a void out because that is so detrimental to the whole world like, it's not just the whole world but hey if you have a void out on a particular path that you like taking That's fucking have fun never have 
yeah have fun never going through there again like that area is just gone and it's such a huge area like screenshots do not sell it enough there is a fucking huge area just gone and it's not like you can like take a fucking ladder down too they block you off from entering this area it's that fucked like because i was just half asily running around like uh in the game where we have like the one of the first mission is hey look your mum's the president she dead now go burn her body that's right as as we like to describe the first mission hi your mother's the president and she's just died you have two hours to take her body to a mountain and burn it before it blows up the city yeah so it's like your your mum's an actual fucking nuke get her out of here and start burning your mother oh there's there's the podcast title your mum's a nuke (laughs) your mum's a nuke burn her but like and i fucking got an s rank too like i was smoking six styling her body into the furnace (laughs) it was like oh you killed like you burnt your mother fucking thumbs up like okay thanks mum. you killed a child uh, (laughs) great work that's that's why you're the best boss (laughs) every time you watch that clip the uh the delay between the two just gets a little bit longer (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so the first mission like you, you head down to the city or the city where your mum is and your mum's just like i am a dying president with cancer also you're my son and uh, your sister is fucking like lord knows where over the west coast so uh i need you to connect make america whole again and sam's just like get the fuck off me old lady <laughs> like sam has like i i cannot pronounce the name of this phobia but he hates being touched he has an actual phobia of being touched so everyone's just like everyone's like give him a handshake and he's just like the fuck and everyone's like oh okay oh you must be weird and uh so yeah you basically your mum crawls all over you bleeding black shit all over you. he's like hey look burn my body please um i'm dead i'm so fucking dead oh so the first person you throw in the furnace and that area that furnace area is just full of bts because why wouldn't it be all the bodies go there so why wouldn't the area be full of bts trying to reconnect with their body and that's what the thing is like if you burn the body uh it severs the connection to the soul it's it's not a fear of being touched it's a fear of intimacy yes oh there you go it's it's called affenfos phobia they say it like twice in the entire game yeah i don't even think that's correct how you pronounced it because that doesn't sound familiar but i do know google's telling me how to pronounce it it's aphophosomphobia yeah aphophosomphobia okay then there's a lot of ph's if google says it's right then it must be if this fucking Uh, text to speech on google says it's correct uh, Uh, so yeah so yeah so yeah and yeah the area is just full like the incinerator is full of bts because they like to go on i think it's the egyptian way of or the egyptian uh belief about ha and ra you got ha which is the body and ra which is the soul and if you sever the connection of the soul to the body then the soul doesn't go back to the body because there's got nothing to return to but uh and then they've got like 
interesting parts like obviously there's a uh aspect where you go you get teleported to a fucking world war ii scenario and you're like how the fuck is this even a thing it's like what turns out it's like yeah when all the people die you know painfully it seems that they form their own fucking conjoint beach so uh have fun (laughs) it's like oh shit and then so the beach is basically from what i can tell is treated like purgatory but purgatory from where the soul can come back and then the world's full of the soul tries to reconnect with the body and create void outs they they've basically um compared bts to antimatter whereas if antimatter which is the bt and matter which is your body connect Mm -hmm. boom void out which makes sense of the void out so uh but at the same time like there's this one scene in the game which we've seen which a guy gets like lifted up into this big gigantic motherfucker and he's stabbing himself in midair like he's stabbing himself trying to kill himself i don't know whether that's i'm trying to stop a void out happening or i don't want to like whatever happens here is worse than death to which i'm like if he's dead it doesn't matter the void out will still happen so obviously he's not trying to stop the void out he just thinks that whatever happens is worse than death yeah and i don't really explain to that there's one character which i like and i fucking dislike everything about him and his name is hartman so you're like uh the names for these characters are not the most thought-provoking names you've ever heard nor no. do they have very thought-provoking reasons on the surface so you have uh dead man which is uh gorilla del toro's character not his likeness but not his voice uh his reason for being called dead man is hey i i worked in a morgue he spent a lot a of time around coroner. dead people <laughs> yeah he used to be a coroner yeah. spent a lot of time but then you'll find out like really why he's called dead man uh, and then there's die hardman which is like hey look he was in a whole bunch of special forces missions and you know been through the worst and still never died so he's a die hard it's hard <laughs> for him to die and then there's hartman now hartman's like hey look um i was born with a condition where my heart is in the literal shape of a heart uh, yes. like the the fucking the, the 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 valentine's day heart shit not like the anatomy correct heart and it's like yeah you know his name is hartman he literally has a heart shaped like a valentine's heart and outside of his house is a heart shaped crater i'm like i remember taking a screenshot and like holy fuck look at that heart shaped crater that looks stupid that looks so fucking stupid and then i find out like hartman's place is right next to it i'm like that's even that's more stupid fu- that's even more stupid i fucking love it <laughs> fucking love how stupid this shit is and yeah like he's basically every 21 minutes his heart will go into cardiac arrest and then he has three minutes till his heart gets um fucking the fucking shock paddled back to life so his story is like his story is pretty fucking cool 
at the same time i fucking hate how the game treats him in the sense like oh everything is heart related but uh yeah so his story is he he was pretty much caught in the wreckage of a void out and so him his wife and his child well his wife and his child were in the void out but he was like just outside so he was on the beach um with his family but then uh doctors resuscitated him 21 minutes after he died so now every 21 minutes uh his heart stops which then he goes to the beach trying to look for his family now the way that he puts it it's like oh he can spend how long however he wants on the beach looking for his family and when he gets bored he will come back he when he gets bored or tired for searching he will then come back to life and i don't know it, it isn't explained so much but he makes it sound as if like i could be on the beach for like 24 30 40 hours but as soon as i come back that will be the three minutes up that's the way he sort of explains it so there's a whole time differential between how it is on the beach in purgatory and what it is in real life but yeah hartman i like his story fucking hate how the story treats him and then there is the currency now this is the most stupid shit that i'm on the fence whether i love it or not (laughs) because the currency is literal likes like essentially facebook likes essentially facebook likes that's how you are paid because um i want i'm going to quickly google this to see if there's an actual term but basically they say hey look when you're on when you upload stuff to uh social media and uh people like it you feel really happy about yourself don't you and uh okay okay so you feel really happy about yourself yeah like you know you feel cherished and you feel you know like you've done something right same thing with this so they pay you with likes in which releases oxytocin which is by looks of it uh oxytocin plays a role in social bonding sexual reproduction childbirth in the period after childbirth so it basically it's in social bonding it's like a hey this is a feel-good thing and so that's how you get paid and they literally go hey before the death stranding there was social media yay do you know what social media is is people could upload stuff and get likes for it yeah this is what delivering is now you deliver a package and you get likes for it and it releases oxytocin so your character's like yeah cool and then you have these which is kind of like the secondary antagonist of the game mules mules are people who uh get such a fucking oxytocin high out delivering delivering packages they will actively rob porters who are deliverers to then deliver it themselves so they get more they will, likes so like yeah so they can get more likes which gives them a, a better oxytocin high so if they see some poor motherfucking porter walking out with a backpack full of shit they will fucking take you down take your take your parcels and then deliver it for you because not not for you but for them but they will still complete the delivery because they want that oxytocin high it's so it's, that it's is literally people running around with the express purpose of stealing people's credit yeah but like 
they do it for the high and they fucking love it and then you later on in the game you meet uh mules who are like yeah we just don't care anymore we're just gonna kill you i'm like oh shit all right but the gang like you get you get weapons in the game like assault rifles shotguns grenades i even got a fucking four rocket rocket launcher i'm like fuck me man at the same time that like there's a good canonical reason as to why you can't kill mules you have to use uh rubber bullets to take them down it's because like hey look uh let's just say you just killed a mule are you gonna go take his body to an incinerator no why not because you know if uh that bt that guy's soul comes back to his body that will be a void out so you if you kill someone you better take him to the incinerator otherwise you just fucked us you'll get more and more void outs the more people you kill so don't kill fucking anyone and i'm like okay that's cool but uh early on in the game there's before you get any actual weapons there's two aspects to fighting you have what they call a strand which is basically like bungee cord to which uh you use to parry and tie up enemies so it's it's how do i could put it you know in metal gear or oh, alex will know i don't know about Jaden, but like you know in metal gear how when you walk up to an enemy and the symbol to do a takedown comes up yeah it's pretty much that so like the enemy will attack you will swing his pole at you and you're given like a button it will say hey look press r2 to parry so then you basically parry him tie him up put him on the ground and that's it so there's like next to no skill or any how can i put it there's no real danger if like you can easily just parry but then like you get a whole bunch of enemies in the group where you have like four or five mules on you and then it becomes a little more difficult but then like the game doesn't tell you this but it's in like the fucking laundry list of tips that the game does has which i swear is bordering 200 game tips like the game tips list is fucking long because this game as simplistic as it may look it's actually quite uh it's very how do i put it there's a lot of depth to the like exploring and all that is, sort of shit is it depth or width depth depth right so like um like obviously if you like if you're fighting a mule then you can just use your strand to parry and take down or you can like give them the one two fucking combo left right good night but then you start getting into mules that have armor on so one thing that i got fucking annoyed is i was trying to one two combo this fucking guy of armor and i'm like just getting nothing so okay then i looked into tips and it's like okay if you hold left and right trigger and then press square you do a like a shoulder bash which sort of leaves them open and then you can do the, your left right good night yeah, guard breaks yeah it's a guard break and I'm like, okay cool so then you can do that with them and then like because they will come over with a truck loaded with people so like there's five to six mules will just come over a truck i'm just like okay cool i'm just gonna steal their truck and then run them down with the truck uh that is good if you don't want their equipment because mules will have like a ladder on them or a weapon on them that you can take for yourself that they've stolen if you run them down with a truck 
that is now completely broken like the item is destroyed you can't get it so there's a sort of risk with like hey look i'm gonna fucking but you get you get a bowler gun which just takes down mules fucking easy so the starting mules are pretty easy to deal with the mules that you know fucking actually shoot you they don't care about fucking burning your body yeah they're just gonna kill you but at the same time you're a repatch oh sorry a repatriate who you know when you die you can come back to life so i guess there's that you're the repatriate that's meant to connect america but yes like death stranding is very therapeutic for what it is and it does have a interesting story in which i'm going like nothing that i've seen so far that i've seen so far i haven't finished the game yet uh feels like it was pulled out of their ass hmm. something like they everything that i've seen There's how like they go oh well it's not just that but it's like they go like there was one scene in which like hmm why doesn't this character do this like this character has this certain item but she's not using the item correctly why is that and it's just never addressed oh okay i guess fucking i don't know and then later on in the game it's like he yeah, had a reason why this character doesn't use his item correctly is because of this reason which leads to like a major story twist i'm like oh that makes fucking sense because i'm sitting there going like why what's going on here yeah why wouldn't they like, do that it doesn't make sense yeah like why why won't they use the item correctly and it's not like in your face oh i'm not how, how do i use this item yada 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 it's just you pick up on something like uh for example you have handcuffs on you and for your for you to use your handcuffs properly both of the handcuffs need to be locked onto one wrist so don't use your handcuffs as actual handcuffs they use your handcuffs to read your vitals and stuff and read your journal com link and in game the your heads up display right or how Uh, you access your menus yeah how you access your menus and the character never connects both handcuffs i'm like why why aren't they using the proper handcuffs and it's like okay that's why they're not using the handcuffs properly so it's like that thing that it's it's not like how do i put it it's not like deep in story it's more of like you need to pick this up on your own and then like at the end they explain the situation and it goes oh, okay so that's why or you can sort of form your own thing like oh this is what's going on so that's one thing i like about the game is it leaves subtle hints in the cutscenes and in, a, in like, characters behaviors and motivations that you go okay so this this for me to make 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 sense of this this is what needs to happen and it's like well that happened and it makes sense like uh um i said to alex and jaden here i'm like all right i'm gonna call this now this character is this name and it's it's not really a spoiler to them because it doesn't make any fucking sense but more if, it, if that character's in, name I'm is calling this keep it on record yeah. that i'm calling it yeah keep it on record that i'm calling this because if this is true then this will make a lot of sense and then it happened i'm like yes that makes a lot of sense so yeah death stranding is definitely one of my 
favorite games of the year i would say my top three like it would be it'd be third on my top three but it'd be my top three which also we'll go over in one of our articles because uh the game awards is a is uh definitely making some uh bold claims which we'll go over into news in a sec but mm-hmm. second game i'll play which i'll go over very lightly is uh i've been playing star wars kotor 2 mm-hmm. now the reason why i'm going through star wars knights of the old republic 2 instead of one which everyone's like why aren't you playing one it's like one i've played one a bit um like back in the day you, and you played one two enough to i know on it. no 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 like i i played it and i enjoyed it but i also know like the ending i also know all the twists and turns in the story so there's no real point in me going over it again especially the the difficulty i'm having trying to run it on my computer like it's just not working well so I, like if you were to play uh knights of the republic one i'd recommend it probably on a console because that's where the best results seem to be having there are some fan-made mods out there which just didn't seem to work for me at all like absolutely nothing worked like i was having texture issues resolution issues uh the game just crashing all the time and none of these fan-made uh patches or updates seem to work for me so i'm like oh okay i can skip it uh because i said i've already played a good chunk of it and i already know like the endings and stuff like that so i've been playing knights of Republic 2 which seems to be fucking working smooth as butter on my computer. Like with no additional mods, no additional like updates or anything, just straight from Steam, played functionally well. There's no crashes, resolution is fine. Uh, it recognizes my controller and all that sort of stuff. It seems to be working great. So yeah, so after seeing Alex play uh, his Star Wars game, I'm like, yeah, I'll give Star Wars a, a, a quick look in the games department. And that's why I started playing KOTOR 2. And, like, they let you create a character to a degree, where it's like, obviously, you, you select your your traits, your uh, abilities, etc., etc. But they have predetermined characters, like, uh, visually for you. So you have to pick one of the uh characters that they made for you and then fill in the uh rest of the character sheet to which uh good old hannah bongtana rises up to the plate for this one so it's hannah bongtana in star wars and this game is just letting me live out my sassiest dreams like (laughs) i've never seen such sass been dealt out in such a long time ever since like fallout 4 introduced the sarcasm option but all it is is basically sarcasm agreed and like that's pretty gay when like hannah bongtana she she gonna be a sith that's just it i'm out for myself i want money i will kill you (laughs) if if you get in my way like this is one mission where it's like you need to talk to uh the boss of a organization called the exchange which basically put out a bounty to collect you because you're a jedi uh to collect you dead or alive so i'm outside of the exchange's uh headquarters and i'm just like there's a bodyguard there and the bodyguard's like hey 
unless you got an appointment, can't let you in. I'm like, uh, let me in or I kill you. And he says, fine, I'll fucking murder you. And I'll just kill him. <laughs> You're dead. And I'm like, okay, that didn't work. Still can't get in. All right, I'll head off, come back. Literally like a minute later, there's already a new bodyguard at the door. And I'm like, hey, uh, can you let me in? And he's like, nah, I can't let you in unless I have an appointment. And the option is like, hey, I killed the guy just before you. You let me in. And he's like, fine, I guess I'll just have to kill you. And then I kill him. And I'm like, fuck. All right, I guess they're just going to keep throwing bodyguards at me. And then I go back. And I'm like, all right, I need to find a way to exchange. I'll try again. And there's a fucking another bodyguard at the door. And I'm just like, hey, let me in. And the guy's like, if you don't uh, have an appointment. No, no, no. The guy's just like, who are you? He's like, Hannah Bongtana. I want to speak to your boss. And he's like, dude, I, I, I just got here. Um, I heard about the other two guys. Please don't kill me. Let you in. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> fucking cool that is cool <laughs> I was like it's like dude I, I heard you just killed the other two bodyguards I don't want to die you just go in alright just go in I'll, I'm gonna run away for now <laughs> and yeah I was like fucking alright then I just murdered two bodyguards in cold blood in front of everyone and this guy's like yeah I know <laughs> I know trust me I know I saw that just chance. go in I, I'm just gonna look away and, and I just murdered everyone inside because what well, in that mission it's like hey look you have uh you need to talk to this sort of person and then you meet someone in the cantina it's like i want to take over the exchange i hate this guy because he's you know he you don't know to run shit i'm like i can help you i'll kill him and then you can take his place just you know cancel that bounty on me and she's like yeah cool yeah i can do that and i'm like i was literally just gonna be like all right i'm on my way now I killed him i've done what i want i'm away and she's like ha you're not leaving. I'm like, fuck off. I was, I was siding with you, man. Like, just, just fucking take the win. I don't want to have to kill you. And he's like, well, I want to kill you. I'm like, fucking, just fuck. I'm gonna kill you. Just murder her, cold blood. And it was like, just, I, I tried the help. I did. I honestly did. I was literally ready to walk out, call it a day, fucking kick up my feet. And this bitch is like, I want to kill you now. Oh shit. <laughs> this bitch is like, I want to kill, I want to kill you now. I'm like, ah, oh, you dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Star Wars Cotable Two, quite fine. Still getting into it. Almost finished Death Stranding Two, but that's mainly been my week. Death Stranding Two and Kotor. All right. So let's get into a podcast news. Yes, some news. I also forgot mm-hmm. to mention a game that I was playing this week. There we go. Oh, mention a game's name and we can move on. Uh, Pokemon Sword. And we're done. <laughs> yep. How is it? Yes or no? Maybe? Uh, yes. I give it a yes. Cool. Fucking fantastic. Um, so, first docket bit of lose is uh, the Google Stadia has launched. That's unfortunate. So- to thunderous S- meh. <laughs> well, well, uh, to the high praise of no one, the best I heard of Google Stadia was it's not good. And that's the best well, I've heard. It's this simple. Stadia is a good theory. All right, all right. Stadia is not a good world. theory. No, no, Stadia is not a sort of good theory. It is a good thing, but we already have game streaming 
in terms of like nvidia and steam and shit like that like it's nothing new but like they are charging fucking prices up the wall for this like 130 american dollars for a founder's kit to which the game got launched with 22 games right only two of those games are free and one of those games was free anyway so the games they gave out with the for free on the google stadia was destiny 2 which is already free and uh samurai showdown uh which is a game which requires the utmost right, so uh best net code let, let me put it this way Samurai Showdown is a 2D fighting game similar to Dragon Ball Fighters. It runs on 30 frames a second. Now, frames in a fighting game doesn't actually refer to the frame rate of the screen. It's how often stuff registers in the background. Uh, yeah. how, long it do- how often it does its calculations. So, it does 30 frames a second. In Dragon Ball Fighters, the fastest attack, or most characters' light attacks are six frames so between the time that it starts and the time that the attack is active that it can hit someone is a six frame gap which is a fifth of a second are you really telling me that streaming that over stadia you'll be able to do anything you're not going to get that time and this is this is being like promising you're not going to get that delay. And a five-frame so, delay is playable. It's playable if you're used to it. But it's not ideal. Competitively, competitively, competitively it's not. it's played offline. Um, yeah. Which also brings a whole new issue to Google Stadia. They have their own ecosystem. You can't play with PS4 people. You can't play with PC people. You can only play with people who are on Google Stadia. The the single biggest issue I've heard about Google Stadia is it's got pretty terrible input lag and stream lag and or stream lag, whichever end it's on, or it could be a combination of both. And the reason for that is, like they were saying, you know, providers will want to please their customers and... Upgrade their data data at their own, like, infrastructure. Uh, Yeah, up their own infrastructure and data caps to keep their customers, for free, to keep their customers happy. So, as as people who are currently on TPG and Telstra uh, Internet in Australia, we can verifiably and undeniably, quantifiably declare that that is bullshit. Well, it's like with my provider right now, we have unlimited uploads, unlimited downloads, but we are fucking, well, my brother is at least paying out the ass for it because it's unlimited uh, NBN, mm-hmm. but people who don't. So there are free graphical options to the Google Stadia, which is a 720 uh, low download uh, option. Then there's an automatic option, which chooses the best visual option for your latency and for your connection and then there's the best option which is like your full like your 4k sort of rendering but that apparently goes at about 20 gig an hour 
So 20 gig an hour for, just imagine if you had like, a, just let's say you have a terabyte of uh, your data cap, a terabyte data cap. Like you have maybe like 50 hours of gameplay for the month. And that's assuming you're not doing anything else that it's solely Google Stadia. Now, even then, there's been some issues, uh, especially with Destiny 2. Uh, obviously, it's one of the more trialed out games because it is free on the service, which also, like, all these games, the 22 lineups that they came out with, like, you still have to pay full price for them. Like, these aren't, this ain't a Netflix game, like, Netflix subscription. You still have to pay full price for these games. And they came out with like multiple versions of games for like especially with the online components but from what i hear no one's playing the online so uh destiny 2 on google stadia is set at 1080p and is on medium graphic settings these settings you can't change mm-hmm. so uh if you want the 4k streaming it is then 1080p upscale to 4k still on medium graphic settings <laughs> can you imagine that playing a game at 4k but on medium graphical settings mm. what's the point no thanks that's that's the sort of weird thing there's a lot of like issue obviously the, um, from what i hear latency is still a big issue uh free the three main criticisms i hear is or here since the launch is latency is still an issue uh so playing any sort of professional fighting games or any first person games that do not have online or any fighting games and games that have online first person competitive uh you're going to be at an instant disadvantage just being on the servers uh two the game is in its own like the Google Stadia has its own ecosystem where you are playing against people on Google Stadia only. There's no cross-play sort of involved. Uh, free, you have the fucking, the data, that, that large amount of data it's going through, even though the games are still set on like medium graphics and local, like even medium graphics, but like upscaled, would just look ugly as balls. Like the most ugliest shit around. And not to mention there is uh if you're playing on a phone or like if you're playing on a small tv from a distance uh the video compression isn't really that noticeable but Mm -hmm. if you are playing on a big tv that's relatively close uh artifacting and uh video compression seems to be straight up like abundant so the fact that google stadia came out especially like charging 130 american dollars which is like 170 australian for two free games and then having to buy the games at full price still even though the game they came out originally with 12 or something like that came out like 12 games and like a couple days ago before its release they straight went all right by the way we're dropping another like 10 games or all the games that released 
seem to be old games except instead of like i mean football I mean, manager 2020 most of them were old games and the one new game that was coming out with it which i've already forgotten because i didn't care about it beforehand uh got and delayed you still don't doom eternal that's right no i did t- ah. care about it i just didn't care about the stadia so i blanked yeah, it out doom eternal was meant to be a stadia release game and they delayed doom eternal because they weren't happy with the polish so that was like the only real new game they do have an exclusive game on their service but it's not like a game it's not a fucking stadia seller uh doom would have really pushed some stadia numbers but even then it's not like people aren't going to buy the stadia for doom eternal because it's being released on everything yeah like, but it's I, not I, like I do see the market Bloodborne because that game did single-handedly sell the PS4. Yeah, yeah, it, it it was it was a massive console seller for the PS4, but in this like lineup of games, it's like okay, these games are already you know pretty cheap on the current marketplace on your Xbox on your PlayStation PC, but now you're paying like still like full price for red dead redemption 2 and shit like that like red dead redemption 2 is the only quote unquote new release other than uh the original game that released on the google stadia to which i hear compression video compression and artifacting is the fucking worst on because there's a lot of detail a lot of like fancy shit in that game that the video compression just can't deal with like apparently um one of the first missions in uh, red dead redemption 2 is like you're you're dry like fucking going through the middle of a fucking snowstorm at night with a just a lantern to light up your area and mm. the compression is the fucking worst there which is like your first like hour of the game the compression's the worst because all the snow particles going past just fucking up the video compression. And I'm like, okay, that that's a fucking big issue. And not to mention, like, the big thing about Google Stadia was, hey, look, look at all these, ex- like, fucking beastie computers that play in games on high specs, you know, all that fancy shit, when Destiny is locked to medium graphics like the games are sort of locked to a like destiny is a well optimized game like especially on pc it's very optimized it's run smooth as butter on my computer and i haven't heard anyone have any graphical or any upsets with destinies 2 on like pc or console or anything like that but they can't stadia can't even run destiny on high graphical settings how is that going to look for actual games in which you know graphics are like for example red dead redemption 2 will look amazing in full resolution high graphics but if it can barely run destiny 2 on high graphics how is red dead redemption 2 going to uh shape up and that's the issue it's like google stadia not to mention it's missing a lot of features there seem to be a lot of features that are missing from Google Stadia, which they've come out saying, hey, look, uh, in the future, this is what we're going to be doing. And it's like, no, 
you can't do that you need to sell this premise now or never because people need to buy it now for your system to be viable and if all the reviews are coming out saying hey look don't buy the stadia because you're wasting money then there's no point in releasing these things later in the future because no one's going to be playing it or i don't even know if it'll be around in the future so really they should have just delayed the release of stadia especially with um, doom eternal being delayed why not just delay the stadia until doom eternal actually gets released because as for they've already come out it's like hey look we're missing features but don't worry they'll be in the future then just fucking delay it but for some reason i'm not too sure i don't fucking work as a business analyst in the google's reputation and shit like that oh and it was google uh quite fond of shutting shit down when it's not profitable for them and stadia is not looking profitable for anyone so that shit's getting shut down yeah like they've come out and said this is what got to the future it's like is there even gonna be a future for stadia no exactly i don't even think there'll be a future for stadia so yeah stadia's release is uh seems to be getting a not good at best yeah and that's that's yeah. that's not an impression you want to believe on your uh, yeah it's not something you want to leave on your you know gaming debut yeah it's a bad mark yeah. but then uh speaking you release, of uh, uh, your format to thunderous no speaking of uh gaming debuts remember anthem's debut how bad yes. that was oh that's yeah, right they said they were terrible. trying to do like an anthem re 2.0 like this trying to re fix up redo the game. yeah so remember me saying unless anthem does what final fantasy 14 did and just start from scratch they are going to fail well, by the looks of it doing. they are just starting from scratch oh any because any like concrete info on what they're starting from scratch on um they basically let's have a look at this uh yeah still hammering out how it distributed series i don't watch more expansions so basically they're doing very low effort expect like updates to the game for now um so basically what someone had said it doesn't say who but it says we spent a few months tearing it down and figure out what needs to change fundamentally which is a lot uh, and we've been rebuilding for another few months since so basically they've got because the game was flawed at a like base level like the core gameplay loop of the game was flawed in itself so they need to redesign the engine because people like once they found out how uh anthem scales damage compared to like armor and weaponry how you know some weapons some base like vanilla weapons were stronger than like the high-end weapons and armor and such that was at a base level of the game how the game calculated how the engine calculated it all and since they've come out saying like yeah we we kind of fucking we did not get a good chance because of the dice engine and the fact it was sort of lumped on us and we had no idea how it fucking worked and no one to help us yeah they needed to start from scratch with someone helping them otherwise that game was just going to burnout so by the looks of it like ea still has some form of faith in anthem because they are letting them 
start from scratch. Well, that's a thing. They I think it... they're actually starting to learn. They're like, well, shit, what we've been doing hasn't been working. And, you know, stuff with Apex Legends, stuff with um, Fallen, you know, Star Wars Fallen Order, they've gone, hey, maybe we should just let game developers make games and let them make the game. <laughs> yeah, but the issue is, like, issue is they were given an engine in which they didn't know how to run it and ea was like oh you you'll figure it out because they were too busy getting uh like dice employees to work on the battlefield games for the frostbite engine and it's like we can't afford it for this now even though like they wanted anthem to be fucking big they just didn't want to spare the resources and that would make sense because hey after many years of pre-planning and not actually getting anything done i can understand ea going just fucking hey we need you on battlefield because this game like ea basically said this game's not going to make it we need you on the games that will and that was with battlefield because battlefield will probably sell in the name alone before producers are fucking up saying don't like it don't buy it <laughs> you, don't, you don't like the game don't buy it okay so Shit. <laughs> remember this is this is all uh on somebody's word who has not uh it's just a source has told him no names to given there is no concrete detail about the actual like redesign of the game there's there's nothing been coming out so i'd be surprised if this is or no i i wouldn't be surprised if this is their way of going hey guys hold out for a bit longer hold out on Anthem for a bit longer and we'll make it good we swear and then it's just fruits nothing that would make that would be like make sense it's like hey just keep playing the game keep spending money and then we'll make the game good we're, we're working on making the game good just hold on and then they keep dangling that carrot until people are like, nah, fuck the carrot. Because I wouldn't be surprised if EA is just like, hey, look, no, Anthem's a failure. We're moving on to something else. So, yeah. <clears throat> Anthem seems to be a shit creek without a paddle as well. Yep. Uh, here's uh, speculation, not speculation, but Valve have come out saying they have a new Half-Life game in the works called half-life alex and it is a vr game it's a flagship vr game so uh i have the feeling half-life as a series is not going to be a first person shooter without the uh, gimmick of vr mm. because i understand valve wanting because that's what they did with like half-life one was the major aspect of like the big thing about half-life was its storytelling which wasn't really seen to that depth back in 1998 and then the half-life 2's big shine it was the physics engine and how big how much of an improvement on the game industry the physics engine made it so I got the feeling they are just going to be steam, like steaming, <laughs> fuck. They're going to be steering Half-Life into VR because I'm guessing that's what they think is the new progression of gaming is VR. And VR is becoming more popular these days, but it is also not something you can cheaply buy into. 
Like, you need to put down a lot of money for a VR headset. That bar to entry has quite a few dollar signs on it. It has a lot of dollar signs on it. Mm. But, and there's nothing really selling VR other than a few developers, well, not a few developers, but a whole bunch of small developers making small projects for the game. I mean, you can see, like, Sony were going hard on the VR, but it wasn't like a dedicated VR aspect. It's more of like, hey, here's some fun side stuff VR. Uh, Steam has obviously gone hard into the VR. Carmack has gone hard into VR. Like PC gaming VR is, you know, obviously a step above the rest, but also comes with that price tag, which is the the issue. Like I would love to do VR stuff, but there's nothing for me going, man, I wish I could play you know, this game, but in VR, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I want to play Resident Evil 7 in VR, but that just is not coming to PC. That is coming to the PlayStation. And obviously, the PlayStation VR is a lot cheaper to buy into, but it is also lacking functions that the PC version of VR has. But there isn't anything for me to go, hey, look, I am willing to drop mad, mad dollars on a VR headset to play a game. Nothing's done that. Nothing's been the bloodborne to my VR. And trust me, I bought a fucking piece of reward just for bloodborne. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Half Life's new game is basically sounds of it focused around Alex, uh, character I was not interested in Half Life two at all, but apparently the game fucking thinks that Alex is all that in a bag of chips. I don't, I I just generally even like. I did not care for Alex. Alex was like, oh, you're Gordon Freeman. You're that guy. Oh, you're so cool. And she's like, I want to help. And I was like, no, bitch, I'll do it myself. Do it myself. I've been doing this for years. So yeah, um, this is the first major announcement for Half-Life since probably episode two. It will be announced at 10 p.m. November 21st about what fucking project alex is but i'm gonna look at it and like that's pretty cool and then just yeah, end of that yeah that'll be it we'll look at it go neat neat oh that's pretty cool i don't not care. gonna buy vr for it <laughs> mm. so yeah um a few little uh tidbits of news apparently dead island 2 is still in the works mm. so uh fuck it i can't remember so so here's here's the uh, Dead Island uh, license was passed to Jaeger Development, who then passed it to Sumo Digital, who then passed it to Dan Buster Studios, who then passed it to Deep Silver Publishing, yeah. which turned into THQ Nordic. So Dead Island Two has been handed around like a cheap Saturday Night Hooker. Yeah. Man, talking about but, selling IPs, that's what I've heard people saying the best thing Valve could probably do for Half-Life is because realistically they're not going to make, doesn't matter what they do with Half-Life, it's not going to live up to the hype that, yeah, that's, like that's, Half-Life 3. So the best thing they can do is sell it to someone else who's dumb enough to take the fall. I wouldn't <laughs> even sell it. I, I would think, license I think, yeah. it out. I yeah. think, hey, still own Half-Life or license. license it out, exactly. But the but point get is, get other people to make spin-off Half-Life to stuff. make it, so when it fucks up, it's not on you. Or it doesn't even have to fuck... Like, 
Half-Life 3 could come out and be a good game, but if it was only a good game, people would, would still be disappointed. It can't be anything less than perfect. Yeah, it can't be anything less than perfect. And that's the problem that the self-perpetuated hype machine that the internet has created has done for Half-Life. Like, the response to Mass Effect 3's ending, Gabe Newell said, like, yeah, I'm fucking scared of that happening to Half-Life 3, where the game came out and people just fucking ragged on it and it was like a like a stain on the franchise it's like well he didn't obviously see what happened after half-life 3 because that was the real fucking stain on the franchise not half-life 3 uh mass effect 3 because andromeda was the real stain on the franchise <laughs> but uh yeah he he knows that half-life is like been super hyped up to being like the citizen kane of video games like the 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 best of the best and he's like we can't live up to it so if everyone just shut the fuck up about half-life 3 and released it then maybe but no since everyone's fucking all about that half-life 3 then it's just not gonna happen so for them to yeah, so for them to license out the half-life franchise would probably be the best aspect of using the franchise but at the same time like they're living in that CSGO and Dota money. Like mm -hmm. they not doing anything with the license except for obviously Half-Life uh, Alex that they're planning on announcing soon. But other than that, the franchise has stayed so dormant for so long that they could be making money off the Half-Life franchise. But at the same time, I can understand them not wanting people to tarnish the reputation that half-life actually has like like there's that game uh capture the freeman or whatever the fuck it was that oh, some that fan game yeah that fan game and like fucking i think i remember seeing someone like some foul employees were like this we hate this because of what it what how it looks upon the half-life series Oof. like even though it's a fan game like it just makes the it makes the half-life series look less professional and less ca like capable of being a good game just for this existing I'm like yeah that makes sense but yeah um De uh, dead island 2 has been passed over a whole bunch of studios but uh deep silver publishing has said look dead island is a very important brand for us and we've got to get it right it's just a testimony of our dedication to get it right so they're basically saying still in the works which i am fucking surprised because i thought that game just ended up like fucking system shock you know how system shock free basically system shock lost its license because it was being sold around to so many different companies and ended up in a lawyer firm <laughs> who then owned the rights to system shock and then everyone and like then well the the people with the rights don't want to make a game so what yeah but some company was working on system shock free other side entertainment they haven't really made much they made some kid games uh last thing we heard about system shock was in september 11th and that was uh an ign exclusive system shock free teaser trailer so that's it there's no i'm looking on the website they've got no other information about uh updating updates for system shock yeah they're 
Twitter has been a yeah I've seen that people are just talking to him about it I'm like yeah it's it's a game so yeah Citizen Shop 3 ended up with some lawyer firm so I'm not too sure how that fucking came over but uh, I fought Dead Island 2's uh license was in the same sort of boat where it's a license got passed around so many different times that some fucking random i don't know grocery shop owner has it for some unknown reason and they don't make games oh pardon me they don't make games they fucking make groceries yeah so good to know dead island 2 and apparently saints row 5 still in the works i don't know i i like saints row the third not a big fan of fourth but at the same time it, i guess it was one of those games where it's like we're just going to be stupid and that's what they aimed out to be saints row 4 was meh yeah i said i played a bit and was like okay but i just liked saints row third better all right so that will be for a news articles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now into tonight's topic general please and i'm gonna start with alex mm, yes so tonight's topic is what game do you like but no everyone else hates jurassic world evolution did that i thought that got reviewed pretty well it got reviewed pretty well except for that one guy on ign yeah but that's not everyone is it it? (laughs) that's not everyone is it he has enough hate for everyone (laughs) i like i like that excuse it's look one dude hates it but he hates it a lot <laughs> he hates Wait, it a you... lot he gave it a four out of ten i have yeah. made a very i have made a picture for this for alex every single time he mentions <laughs> it because from what i remember he was not happy he was very vocally not happy about this ign guy so i needed to <laughs> i needed to give him the uh the joy of laughter if i can find it oh no Oh, don't tell me you lost it. No, I, it has to be in this there. No, that, here we go. Put this into yes. our general chat. Boom. Steven says for you. It's basically <laughs> so, you know, the uh, salt bay guy who he fucking sprinkles salt off his elbow onto meat. I just put the guy's face as IGN, sprinkling four out of tens onto Jurassic World Evolution. I see. See, this is the first time I've heard Alex reference this person, but obviously it's not the first time he has, because you had that ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. No, yeah. it's just like, like, PC Gamer gave it 71%, Games Radar gave it four out of five. Like, everyone who's played the game is like, yeah, it's a pretty good game, except for this one guy for IGN. Didn't just, they change it the review after a while? No. Dan Dan Stapleton just fucking sticks by his review. My almost three year old son absolutely loves watching the dinosaurs. That that's a quote from his fucking thing. It's like there's no avoiding playing the boring part of Jurassic World Evolution. There's not much room for creativity. There is there's never a must go faster moment. Uh that these park goers never pipe up to let you know they're all disgusted. It's like that's he complains about so much dumb shit. It's like, oh it, it it's a bad game because I don't know how to play park building simulators. I don't know how to play it. Nah, it's still it's a fucking four and four point eight out of ten. 
I decided not to endorse this park. Dan Stapleton. Did you look up the article? Or do you just know his name <laughs> off by heart? I'm looking at just the article fucking, right now. Just fucking spit on the ground every single time you mention his name. Is Dan Stapleton. No, that's, I, I save spitting on the ground for, uh, uh, for Stan Lee. Stan Lee? Yeah, Stan Lee. Fantastic. Fuck Stan Lee. So, obviously, you you had a pretty shit choice. Jaden, what about you? <laughs> All right. So, my game, which had a fairly mixed, uh, a fairly mixed reception, was... On the Steam store page. Even before it came to Steam, was Recore. Recore? I remember... Oh. I remember seeing that's what the game about the robots where you like that's, put your balls into them. Yes, I mean <laughs> it's a yes. post-apocalyptic desert, basically a three three D platformer. It's kind of similar to Ratchet and Clank in a way, but just it, it wasn't as good. I mean, that's there's a reason people like Ratchet and Clank a lot <laughs> is because it's All it right. is a good game. But I don't know. So I just it, so what was it? I just Jurassic like Park World had like a seventy-eight out of a hundred. Recore has a fifty-eight out of a hundred. I think I have you guys beat. My game got is, a forty-eight out of a hundred. The thing is, I actually don't have a lot of like I've looked at my games and I can't really pick out ones that have gone. This is a, a a hated game, and even a recall like the Google reviews well, have like yeah. yeah, but the the Google reviews and the the Metacritic uh, player reviews I would, I, are actually pretty high. Like the user, I reviews, wouldn't go off Google reviews because I've seen pre, I've seen a lot of games that are shit that says ninety eight percent like this. I'm like, how the fuck do they do reviews? Did you, did you like, like it? In, yeah, okay, the user that's reviews are six point seven, which sure it isn't great, but. You know, it's not terrible. It's it's just kind of mediocre and didn't get the traction. And I totally yeah. understand why. But I still had a lot of fun with it, and I can't say why I had a lot of fun with it. It just caught my attention, and I had fun playing. All right. So, uh... Yes, you're 48%. My game. Mr. 48% over here. And this is going to sound retarded, to anyone that knows me because I'm a huge Resident Evil fan but I loved Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City now I don't I, I actively hate it in its story its story is god awful it fucks with the Resident Evil timeline that doesn't make sense it's and its final boss was the most retarded, like, numb walk away from the computer because this makes no fucking sense. But I enjoyed just shooting up zombies and killing BOWs in Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City to the point where I've got 84 hours played, which is almost more than my Resident Evil uh hd remaster which is like 90 hours or some shit like that okay i got 48 so here's a couple of st 
straight up terrible aspects of the game mm-hmm. uh one <clears throat> incorporates games for windows live so uh games for windows live is a fucking shutdown service that makes this game very difficult to play and you have to log into your your windows live account yada 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 it's just fucking terrible two uh the final boss in this game so in resident evil 2 you guys is that you got we did not play for resident evil 2 leon and claire make it out alive leon mm-hmm. claire and sherry all make it out alive the final boss in this game so you play as um the umbrella special ops so basically really fancy fucking do the dirty work special ops sent from umbrella uh you meet up with leon and claire at the end of the game and you are given an option so like you got fucking leon on the ropes leon's fucking like oh please don't kill me and the girls are like oh don't kill him ah and it's like hey look so you can either side with leon and protect him because umbrella sort of fucked you guys over saying hey look no extraction for you guess you guys are fucking dead or you can still side with umbrella and kill leon and claire and all that sort of shit so obviously i'm like fucking no leon makes it out leon makes it out so i save leon and all of a sudden all of a sudden we transported into a fucking train warehouse area with me leon and another one of my team members versing three of my other team members like uh was, how did i was i was like wait wait what how did like, i get we just, here yeah it was it was like leon's on the ground basically ready to die and all of a sudden he's sitting next to me raring to go like he's fucking hipped up on v energy drink going let's fucking do this and my other team members are like no nah, we're gonna kill you I'm like what the fuck what it was just so fucking sudden it was so horrid i'm sitting there going what the actual fuck and so that it's it's a terrible resident evil game but i think it's a fun just a stupid shit like stupid like shoot 'em up game i bought the dlc for it as well and uh some weapon dlcs because they look nice even though there's a lot of fucking dlc to this game to which i've only bought like the things i needed and uh you can get like a special ops so you get to play as like star pretty much stars members i'm pretty sure you get players like stars echo six so echo six is wait is that what what? it doesn't say what it is i think it's i think echo six is the good guys yeah no, no no um yeah you play as a spec ops group called echo six and they have their own separate campaign but to access this campaign you need to jump through weird fucking hoops just to get access to play it because otherwise you just play the main campaign what do you mean which is hoops? it's like a hidden like you have to, you know, you do like so to you have like the campaign option and then there's like a private lobby so obviously since echo 6 expansion is a story dlc you think it's part of the story so you go into campaign and you can't find the information there at all and it's like cool uh where the fuck is the campaign and after looking around you apparently have to create a private lobby 
offline private lobby and then you can access the DLC. That seems, yeah, like you said, that seems like a weird hoop. Yeah, it's like, so instead of going to campaign and they're having like, you can either choose Echo 6 or the US the Umbrella Secret Service, you have to go to like a pri- on like going to like online, create a private lo- lobby and an offline private lobby, and then you can access the Echo 6 expansion. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. But Echo 6 expansion did have this really cool boss fight, which, you know, in Resident Evil 2, in uh, on uh, Leon's campaign, how he fought the tyrant, how he was walking around that big fucking coat. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when he fell into lava, how the coat disintegrated and he was able to mutate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You fight four tyrants at once. Oh. All with their coats on and then all with their coats off. That seems fun. <laughs> And it's fun it's definitely fun to fucking like run around and fucking deal with like a whole bunch of tyrants especially with their like fucking coats so- like off to stop the mutation so like oh that's pretty fucking cool and then like they introduced this sort of like alien like head crab sort of thing that latches onto zombies and then mutates the zombies it does it to a tyrant so you have to deal with like mutated tyrant as a final boss and it was like that's that's a lot better than what they had for the actual main campaign's final boss which is hey look you just fight three of your team members with leon or you fight two of your uh, team members and leon. two of your team members with leon yeah so yeah it's and some of the combat is a bit like they bring in crimson heads and the first mission of echo 6 expansion is like hey look you need to defend this area and like oh shit there's zombies that turn to crimson heads. They just fucking flood you with crimson heads, and it just gets fucking hectic, and it's like, oh, it's crazy. Like people, people are loving the uh, expansion pack for the Echo Six expansion pack because that was actually fun. It was actually some good stuff to it. Like people actually liked it. But the main campaign had a lot of issues with it. But I still love it all the same. So that's that's my game. That uh. I love, but I know everyone else hates. Even though me being like the biggest Resident Evil fan, I'm the biggest yeah. Resident Evil fan girl in a boy a boy's body. Yeah, mm. it's, it's one of those things that you know you're biased towards the game, but even so, it's like I fucking hate it for what it does the story, but it's just a fun game. It's just even a- after we've watched all those Resident Evil movies on Netflix. Oh, those Resident Evil movies are fucking shocking. No, the live action ones are shocking. I fucking loved the gunfight one that we watched the last so, time. So yeah, we watched. we watched we watched Resident Evil Vendetta on a movie night, and uh, there's this one scene where Chris Redfield and the bad guy are fighting on the roof, but they are literally always within arm's reach and shooting at each other with handguns, but not a single bullet hits. So just imagine being arm's reach from someone constantly shooting at them and always missing except every both people are shooting at each other and both people are missing they are running around like fucking whiz fizz spastics and it's no one beautiful. gets a fucking but then they pull out this fucking like super powered sniper rifle to shoot the big bad guy because he mutates and the sniper rifle shoots the shoulder of the big bad guy and then you can see the like the charge bolt just go through seven other skyscrapers. <laughs> just zooms out. 
Oh. Yeah, I'll I'll sh- I'll show you quickly after this because it's fucking. It's like, imagine if that hit, <laughs> then fucking <laughs> jobs done. But like, why didn't you start with that? Like, don't fucking don't humor him. Just be like he needs to go in human form. We should have hit him with that. Yeah. Now, I know I, it's quite old at this point. Um. Yeah, Undertale got a bit of a mixed reception. Mm. Um, but the one quote that I always remember through that game is I was doing a genocide run, and when you reach the Sands boss fight, normally there's a bit of a preamble, and you get the first turn most of the time in any fights. Yeah. Um, against that fight, he straight up goes, Are you ready? As soon as you click, like, are we ready to start this? As soon as you click a button to progress through the dialogue he starts an attack and off on the off chance you beat it on your first try which you won't um Mm. but you know once once you've fought it a few times and you get past it he's like huh nice job you know i always wondered why people didn't start with their strongest attack and like it works so well because he's right like, you, like, why you don't, don't you start with everything? Because no one ever does it, regardless of the fact that it's often a better idea. I mean, sure, sometimes they do have reasons why you wouldn't, you know, limited cooldowns or ability or it's taxing on the self or, you know, the boss is cocky or something like that. Oh, no, like, hey, Jayden, in any JRPG that I've got. Yeah, just roll level three. Uh, in any JRPG I play, it's just like... What's my strongest attack? Fucking nuke limit. Go, send nuke. And it's like, okay, now that you survived my strongest attack, now I can gauge how difficult of a boss you will be. <laughs> that's that's my sort of thing in uh, RPGs. It's like, I'm going I'm to hit you with the hardest shit I got. It's not like fucking Dragon Ball Z with the power escalation. It's like, I'm going to just hit you with this. Huh. I'll hit you with something harder. Hmm. I'll hit you with everything I got. Hmm. I'll hit you with more. Fucking- Wait, what? <laughs> I'll hit you with everything I got. Didn't work. I'll hit you with everything I haven't got. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's all for our podcast. That, what's happening on the channel, boys? Uh, we're still going... We finished with the Force Unleashed recently. Yes, that's yes, all wrapped up tightly in a bow. Yep, and we've started the Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, I still need to edit and shut that all together. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles is still going up. Pokemon's still going up. And Code Vein is still um, going up. And Code, Code Vein, Vein is still going up. Yep. Death Stranding is still going up. Yeah, Death Stranding. So we've got two new playthroughs on the channel since the last podcast, which is Death Stranding and the new Star Wars game. Code Vein is still progressing quite nicely. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles, as Alex tells us, we've just finished the tutorial. Yep. So uh, that's been... Actually, I want to have a quick the whole fucking... the whole game is a tutorial right up until you get to the centurion and then it's like okay now we're gonna stop holding your hand you can start doing your stuff now because let's have a look at our first uh episode release and see how long the series has actually been going for <laughs> because yeah valkyrie chronicles still has a uh oh, a wow. ways to go mm. uh how far are we through pokemon uh, we just beat the fourth gym, I think. No, we're heading to the fourth gym. We just beat the third gym. Okay. 
We beat so, the third gym. We went up to the mountain. We smacked some fucker around. No and issue. then we we are now headed to the fourth gym. And then after that, we can head to the fifth gym. And we can finally f- take out our teenage angst on our dad because Pokemon Emerald, Ruby, Sapphire, Omega Ruby, and Omega Sapphire are the only Pokemon games in which you have a dad. Not a mum. No, you have a mum and a dad. It's, yeah, well, every fucking, other you, game is just your mum. Yeah, every other game is just your mum. Even Where's Pokemon dad? Sword and Shield. So just your oh, mom. fucking... He went out to the shop to get some potions and never came back. So yeah, our first episode of Falcure Chronicles released the 13th of May. Jeez, that was a while ago. I know. So that's going to continue into the new year. And yeah, yep. so Death Stranding coming out. Uh, Star Wars will be coming out very soon. Code Vein still coming out. So we ran into a, a small problem in which the Code Vein radio is straight up triggering YouTube's uh, copyright situation. <laughs> so anytime we're near it, it just gets flagged. And I was like, okay, I guess we've got to turn that fucking radio off. Yeah, but other than that, that's all for this week. Yep. Oh, there is one more thing that, uh, that we're going on with the channel. Um, Darksiders is still on hiatus. Oh yeah, Dark Sides will probably be our longest running series. <laughs> yeah, not not due to actual uh, recording. <laughs> no, just due yeah. to the fucking hiatus. Actually, I can check that now for you. Let's get a fucking quick sus at Dark Siders. Oh no, Falcon Chronicles. Fourteenth uh, of April. Yeah, so yeah, Dark Sides is our longest running series <laughs> <laughs> so far. Nice. But yes, uh, so that's us for today. Just check us out on Oz Plays on YouTube, which is A U S space P O A Y S exclamation point. Where we have all this beautiful content going for us. Do we want to do something for Christmas? Is there something we can do for Christmas? Fucking something silly. Like a live stream, maybe. I don't know. Something retarded. Yeah, do a live stream to all the people who uh, don't watch our stuff. Yeah, I know. We'll put it up in the channel saying, hey, look, we're doing a live stream. Yeah. and then just do something fucking retarded but other than that we gotta head off so we should catch you guys later yep that we do catch you guys and we'll see you next time <laughs>